Hi, this is Dave Trout, founder of UTR Media. During this COVID-19 season, we know that people all over the world are more reliant on digital media to stay connected and to stay encouraged. We are committed to continuing to produce timely, relevant, and valuable content centered around something that can be very helpful at a time like this, well-crafted, faith-inspired music. We can only continue our work thanks to the many friends who are faithfully contributing to our mission. And if that's you, thank you. If you would like to help us out during this season, we could use and would love your support. All gifts are tax deductible since we are a 501c3. And for a limited time, we are setting aside 25% of all new donations to go directly toward financially supporting indie artists who have lost work due to COVID-19. You can help out by clicking the link in the show notes or by going direct to utrmedia.org slash donate. Thanks for listening, downloading, and sharing UTR stuff. Stay safe and be well. Don't be foolish. Don't do stupid things in the name of religion. Because that's really religious, that's not faith. These are unprecedented times, so we're going to make some unprecedented changes to this show. We just think it feels right. Uh, First, welcome to Green Room Door, a production of UTR Media. I'm Dave Trout, and we normally just talk one-on-one with one or two artists on each and every episode. Uh, And on this show, we're actually going to scrap that format in a way and talk to a whole handful of artists, because we want to get a lot of perspectives about how this coronavirus season is affecting them. Um, First, we are so thankful for all essential workers who are on the front lines. Of course, there are doctors, nurses, first responders, grocery store stockers, gas station attendants, retail and online shopping workers, food and grocery delivery drivers. The list goes on. These are our new crop of heroes in our country. They're holding us together. So we are so thankful for these first responders. And me personally, I have to put on that list singers and songwriters, artists like uh, that are making just meaningful, well-crafted music. These folks help me get through times like this. It helps me process, kind of align my heart and soul and, and, and mind all on good things, on thoughts of resurrection and hope. Um, and so we are so grateful for the artist community, and we know that that is a community that has been hit hard by COVID-19. Um, a lot of artists make their living uh, traveling and performing in front of audiences, and obviously all that's been shut down. And so some artists have been financially Uh, really, really impacted. And for other artists, um, it hasn't been as much of an impact. In fact, some artists even call this time a gift, uh, or maybe they're accomplishing new or different work that they wouldn't have been. So it's interesting just to listen to a wide variety of of perspectives. Um, So we're going to hear on this show from Cindy Morgan, Phil Madera, Wild Harbors, Krista Wells, Royce Lovett, and a few more. Just oh, A-listers across the board. We're so excited um, to talk to these folks. And 
uh, also we'll be talking to more artists on the next episode. So this will be kind of a two part thing because we know that the story will continue next month as well. Um, so let's begin the conversation by going to really the hardest hit area in our country and in the entire world. Yes. New York city artist, Melanie Penn, um, has, uh, found herself in a interesting situation. So we're going to let her start by sharing how the pandemic has impacted her life personally. The coronavirus pandemic has impacted me in almost every way. Most acutely, it's impacted me because I'm displaced from my home. As I talk about this, I'm just not sure where I'm going to (laughs) live. You know, the thought of packing up my apartment, like getting myself back to New York and packing up my apartment and um, getting my things down to somewhere else, it's kind of, everything's going to be okay, but it is overwhelming and this wonderful city. You know, New York has been the emblem for so many things in the United States. It's been one of the only walkable cities in the United States. It's obviously been a major compression of people, opportunity for so much ministry and art and uh, a convergence of every kind of industry and vector in the marketplace has, has all been present in New York. But The core value of New York City is no social distance, you know, no personal space. That's kind of what the city is built on. And if until there's a vaccine, we need to really observe social distance, I don't know what that means for the future of New York. And obviously very expert leaders are looking at this and what it means, but, uh, you know, for the city in general and the city's population, but for me personally, it could mean something very significant. So... I'm trying to look at that. I want to. I want to do what the Lord has for me. I've always felt called to New York, and so if I'm still called to be there through whatever suffering and scars New York City might go through, um, in the kind of aftershock of the apex, you know, I want to honor that. I want to honor what God has. Um, but I'm also looking very. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking very uh, distinctly at um, making a change and living somewhere else. So praying for everybody and hope that hope that you're all very safe you know the the other way it's impacted me is that I can't sing for people you know I can't give concerts right now and that just breaks my heart so I can't wait to sing for people in person and I do believe in live music as much as I love that artists are kind of popping up online and sharing the online experience in a more intimate way you know it's very raw to just see an artist like in their bedroom or living room and with a guitar or piano, like no fluff, no, no, like polish, you know, that's wonderful. That's like giving us another side. But the fact is music is a live thing and sharing music live together with people is one of the only things that really draws us together in any time in history. So I can't wait to do that again. All right. Sending love. Bye. Uh, Thank you to Melanie Penn for joining us um, and for sharing your thoughts. I think we all had one of those aha moments when we realized that this pandemic was to be taken seriously (laughs) is more serious than we had thought or feared. And one of those moments for me came from Melanie's Instagram page. Uh, I think it was maybe the first week of March 
she uh, took a picture of a train that she travels on all the time, and it's normally packed to the gills, and it was completely empty. And she uh, she posted something about how, uh-oh, this this is a the beginning of a wave that is going to probably sweep the nation, and sure enough. Um, but so good to hear from her. All right, we're going to take it now over to Nashville and Grammy Award-winning artist, Phil Madera, and we asked him how the coronavirus is affecting him. Well, I've got to say that the loss of John Prine has really taken the wind out of many of our sales here in Nashville. Um, Dave Jakes, his bass player, is a dear friend of mine and, and all the Red Dirt Boys as is his wife, Lamisa. In fact, my daughter, Maddie, uh, house sits for them when they travel uh, with Prime. Life is fleeting, and uh, we're aware of it. So I'm just... I'm, I'm actually spent yesterday working on um, a cover of uh, one of John's songs. And then... Um, it's interesting to be a to be a guy who lives alone anyway, and uh, which I have for quite some time. But uh, that sense of solitude is pretty intense. So I have seen my friend Ben Pearson and I. He's a neighbor, so we have walked together. And then Dennis Holt, the great drummer. He and I walk fairly regularly together. I've got like a five-mile loop that I do, which is uh, which is great. My daughters, Kate and Maddie, who are also musicians and artists, and they actually they share a house with some bandmates. They've been super vigilant about making sure I'm not going to the grocery store, make sure I'm I'm not doing this, that, or the other. Wear a mask. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say it's pretty sweet to have uh, daughters who love me as much as they do. And, uh, of course, they love their mom equally. And I know that's because we have invested well. And um, But all to say that, yes, uh, the impact, who knows what the long-term impact is. Uh, I've, I've lost probably about $4,500, $5,000 worth of shows that I was supposed to do in April and I had to postpone my Mercyland Songwriters Workshop in Ireland with Sammy Horner. We will do that, however, in October. And, of course, we have one scheduled in North Carolina in July. Uh, love to see some of you there. And a um, bunch of Emmy Lou gigs have canceled. So I don't... I hope I don't sound depressed about it because I'm not, you know, I'm just, uh, this is how, this is how musicians live their lives from cancellation to cancellation. <laughs> so good to have him on the show. We loved hearing from Phil Madeira and, uh, thanks for sharing your thoughts. Um, well, we're going to check in now with a guy who's had just, uh, kind of a roller coaster of a year. In fact, he's just coming off the heels of, performing several times on NBC's The Voice just uh, the previous season in the, the second half of 2019. We're going to Tallahassee, Florida to check in with Royce Lovett. How did COVID-19 affect me? 
uh, personally, <laughs> as a, a singer songwriter full time, um, husband and father, I think that things um, are completely <laughs> affected in every single way, um, from career all the way to the home aspect. Um, to be brief, um, I am in Tallahassee, Florida. I am curfewed and quarantined um, with two beautiful boys and a beautiful wife. And there have been home challenges, um, homeschooling, uh, my wife um, having extra loads because she um, works um, as a research assistant as well um, as she started school again. So um, having the environment at the house switch from relaxation, fun, family, um, to school, work, office, school (laughs) has been really challenging, actually. Just trying to get everyone to focus and also make sure the kids um, aren't feeling left out when we have to get work done. I think as an artist, I put a lot of songwriting on the back burner. I just released a new song right before everything went down um, called Good Morning. Um, Thank you guys for listening to it. And um, a lot of song promotion, uh, a lot of interviews, kind of put them on back burner um, to put my kids' um, mental and spiritual health and growth um, before everything else. Because um, I hate to like have them doing schoolwork, and then once they're done with schoolwork, to say, all right, daddy needs time to do what he's doing, don't bother me. Um, that's not cool, that's not fun. And um, career-wise, it has been some challenges. Like I just said, you know, I think everybody knows that every show was canceled uh, about a week after the pandemic hits uh, stateside. Um, and some shows are continued to be postponed, postponed, postponed. So you're not really sure exactly what's going on. So, yeah, <laughs> it's nice if you are an artist to um, think about, you know, moving forward if you already haven't to get contracts in place where you can keep your deposit. <laughs> um, and uh, so, you know, financially, things haven't been too crazy. Um, you know, we're feeling it in different ways. Uh, but uh, I think that challenges are good. I think challenges are there to stretch you. And I think we should look forward to those challenges um, in any way that they come, you know. Yeah. But anyways, uh, some fun, quirky things that we've been doing. We've been eating outside a lot, (laughs) trying to get a lot of sun. Um, Our front yard has become a picnic area for the family, a morning area for the family, uh, walking through the neighborhood. Um, My son, Davi, he's three. He just took off his training wheels, and now he's riding like a champ. Um, Not watching too much TV because I feel like, you know, in times like this, you can definitely, like, get sunk into like TV and just nothingness and and get nothing done. And then that just kind of like evolves into like, like low self-worth because you're like, what did I do today? And this sucks and I didn't do this and I didn't do that. So not a lot of that. Um, A lot of music through the house, a lot of oldies, a lot of Sade, a lot of um, uh, old, uh, 
uh, hip hop, a lot of jazz, um, a lot of writing, um, not just like music, but just writing, like journaling. And me and my son have taken up doing that some more. Um, and I've been reading some some new books right now. I'm reading Malcolm X Speaks, um, which is a, uh, a gathering up of every speech or letter that he's written and just kind of digesting what Malcolm had to say. Thanks for um, wanting to know my thoughts. No, thank you, Royce. Love it. Uh, so good to have you on the show, man. And thank you for sharing your thoughts. Uh, we bring it back to Nashville now for uh, a dear friend of ours who um, is one of the most thoughtful songwriters that I know and a great person as well. Miss Krista Wells is our next guest on the show and uh, we asked her the exact same question about how all of this is affecting her well i'm speaking as a person who is admittedly privileged not in the sense that i have a lot of money sitting around in my bank account but in the sense that um i am not entirely dependent on touring so i'm not yet in panic mode um I also have amazing friends and family nearby who look out for each other. My parents have dropped off all kinds of things on my front porch from Easter candy and puzzles to eggs and sausage and gardening supplies. So we are definitely not weathering this in um, total isolation. Uh, also, my kids are not toddlers, so they're actually pretty great quarantine companions. And as an introvert, it has kind of been a gift. And I hesitate to say that um, too freely because I know what a scary time this is for a lot of people. Painful time. A lot of people have already experienced tremendous up-close grief. That hasn't hit me yet. That hasn't come into my household. So personally, it's given me time to breathe a recurring source of anxiety ever since I had my first child has been feeling like I never have enough time to move within. I'm a pretty slow mover. My art is created created out of lots of mulling things over, lots of reading and writing and wondering and walking and staring off into space. I thrive in that. And my anxiety usually comes because I constantly feel underprepared, like I haven't had enough time to do all the things. Um, I'm always juggling so many hats as an independent artist without um, anybody else doing my management or booking or whatever. So it's a lot. And I also really care about my friends and family. So I've recently rescheduled some touring things or had them rescheduled. Um, and I've taken on more co-writes via Zoom. I've focused in on projects that I've needed to work on, like poetry editing and songwriting and um, preparing my project to launch, things that I can do from home. It's been beautiful to be really present with my kids and have them really present. We're eating real meals for the first time in forever. We're not stuck in a car and we're still in touch with our close family and friends. So, and it's spring, so that helps hugely. So I'm really excited. I'm going to be really excited to see people in the flesh and hug their necks, but I guess I just know this isn't going to last forever. It's like giving birth. You bear it because you know it's not going to last forever. 
So you try to bear it well. As expected, ah, some great, insightful thoughts from Krista Wells. So glad that she could be a part of the show. Um, and she'll be back here later in the show. In fact, all the artists you're hearing are going to be back uh, kind of down the road in the second half of the show uh, because we're going to ask each of them to uh, not just tell us about how this pandemic is affecting them personally, but more how are they reflecting in a spiritual sense in the midst of this pandemic. So we're going to get just some words of thoughtfulness and encouragement from all these artists in uh, the the second half of the show. Um, Right now, after we take a quick break, we're going to bring in four more artists who are going to share more about um, how their lives and livelihoods have been affected by COVID-19. Uh, we're going to hear from Cindy Morgan, Wild Harbors, Tanya Godsey, uh, and new artist Graham Jones, all coming up here in a few minutes on this special edition of Green Room Door. UTR Media Podcast is brought to you by the latest single by Washington State recording artist, Civilized Creature. I will be the rest. Still, by Civilized Creature is the perfect song for these days where we are seeking the true source of peace and rest. Find Still by Civilized Creature on Spotify and all music platforms. Giving Tuesday Now is a new global day of giving and unity to support non-for-profit causes around the world. And it's coming May 5th. You can support UTR Media Now with an early pledge and qualify for matching gifts and an exclusive new t-shirt. Get involved today at utrmedia.org. Welcome back to the special edition of Green Room Door. We're talking to a variety of artists today, uh, asking them how this COVID-19 pandemic is affecting them personally. And we're inviting all the artists back in the second half to tell us some of their spiritual reflections as well. Uh, the next person that we checked in with is 13-time Dove award-winning artist Cindy Morgan. Well, we are hunkered down. Me and my girls were hunkered down in our small town that we live in right outside of Franklin. And my daughter, Olivia, came home from SCAD, and she's doing her classes online. And my other daughter has some classes online, and I also teach some songwriting classes for Belmont Online. So I think... First of all, <laughs> we've become, like most people, we've become very uh, comfortable with Zoom. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think there were some, for me, you know, having a few concerts canceled, just like a lot of people did. Those are, you know, ho- we're hopeful to just rebook those. But I think that, um, you know, just vocationally, I've always written on FaceTime, but I think just getting really comfortable with doing Zoom 
uh, songwriting appointments. And um, that doesn't work in all instances, but I do think that if you kind of already know the person a bit, that you you can um, you can do it. You can you can write a song with each other, screen to screen. Um, so yeah, I think that we're just rolling with it. It's like we just uh, have uh, we're just learning new skills as as we've needed to. So I think I guess I'm always trying to think about the positive side. So. I'm grateful that we've been able to see friends and writing uh, partners on Zoom. So that's been good. I have filmed a couple of uh, Easter service, some music for Easter services, and have gone to a couple of different churches to film that. And so six feet apart. So it was really, really good to see those friends. It was like, oh... I'm laughing again because I'm with my people. So anyway, but um, yeah, so that's what that's what our situation looks like. I'm cooking a lot of meals and washing a lot of dishes and working in my garden and, you know, working on new songs and new music. So there's there's good um, there's good in there for sure. Uh, I love it. It's so great to hear from Cindy Morgan. As always, she has a great perspective and uh, and also is in a uh, an interesting place in her career where where she's able to manage some of these things that are happening. Um, I thought it would be good to get a wide variety of voices in here. So we move from somebody who's a veteran in the music industry to somebody who's a newcomer. Um, just recently um, released his debut album. We go down to the Dallas, Texas area to check in with Graham Jones. Yeah, this outbreak has affected all of us in a lot of different ways. And uh, for me, what that looks like, I I work part-time with a nonprofit in town doing music in nursing homes and places like that where people can't normally get to a concert. So those gigs have all been canceled, um, which which definitely brings a financial challenge. and then on the other side, I, I serve as a worship pastor at my church, and um, certainly there's been a lot of limitations there, obviously, in, in what we can do. Um, but I will say, I think a couple encouragements I've found, one, I guess, kind of surface level, but I, I've just, <laughs> I've been thankful for for technology, you know, that, that we still have a lot of ways that God has resourced us with to connect with one another. And it's it's not the same thing as face-to-face interaction. It's not the same thing as physical physical community. Um, but, but it's, it's still, um, it's still a way that we get to hear how people are doing and we get to share. And I, and I think the temptation at home is to kind of shut ourselves in and isolate. And the, the beauty of having these ways to connect with one another, um, on social media and through music is, is if we can, um, if we can put aside <laughs> all the noise and really connect with one another, then it could become a really beautiful thing. Um, and then another thing that's just been encouraging is I think, uh, for us as a church, we've been doing, uh, like at home guides, um, that at least for now, and in, instead of, uh, sort of live streaming our, our services, we just decided to, um, make these guides that would help people worship at home and following the same passages and singing the same songs together that we would sing on a Sunday morning. And, and I've really enjoyed not only being a part of putting those together, but, um, 
my wife and I have benefited from doing those at home and, and it, it makes you focus more on the gospel together and, and grow together. And, um, because when everything else in the world is limited, uh, we, we still have the opportunity to, um, grow because of these spiritual disciplines. And so that, that's been an encouragement. Yeah. Good words there from Graham Jones. And yeah, we are thankful even for this technology, the fact that we could pull in all these different interviews from artists digitally and then compile them all, put them into one single podcast and distribute that to a national, even a worldwide audience. It's a very cool thing and a great way for us to stay connected and to hear about each other's lives. How fun is that? So uh, that's exactly why we're doing this show, to be reminded of things just like that. Um, Next up, we are turning our attention to somebody very close to us, proximity-wise, because we have been a fan of this artist for many years. And because my family just moved to Murfreesboro, Tennessee, uh, last year, we now share the same home city. Also a resident of Murfreesboro is singer-songwriter Tanya Godsey. Here she is. How has COVID affected us? Well, I'm an introvert. So the first two weeks of this quarantine were sort of a welcome change, not having to travel or go anywhere and to be able to work in my PJs and have work meetings via Zoom and things like that. But very quickly after that, I realized as a mom that it was going to be very difficult to find focused alone time. So um, we are hunkering down as a family of four um, here in Middle Tennessee. And um, really what has helped us to maintain a sense of normalcy and relationship is in the era of social distancing is technology, FaceTime, Zoom, um, things like that. We're on day 34 of quarantine at the time of this recording, and uh, I feel like it's pretty safe to say we have settled into a new normal. Um, In some ways, some things have changed. In some ways, things are the same. Um, For instance, I am homeschooling for the first time in my life, along with uh, most of the population now. And um, in other ways, not much has changed because I've always done a lot of my work, put out content, connected with people virtually via social media. So um, vocationally, as far as live dates go, there is absolutely just sort of this cloud of uncertainty that is resting over the summer dates. Um, I have a contract for a national tour next year with an organization that I absolutely love that is still moving forward, but, but absolutely with an abundance of prayer and caution, just because we don't know how, um, 2021 will be affected by this pandemic. So absolutely, um, holding all of, um, the future, um, with an open hand and I'm, I'm with the rest of the culture and the rest of the world in that way. Um, only time will tell that's where so many of us are. Um, there's so much that can change in one day, um, in a, in a matter of a couple of three months, who knows, but really in truth, um, I've always personally probably felt more comfortable with mystery than maybe the average person just as an artist and, um, a writer, someone who takes songs and words and, you know, sort of receives them and then has this challenge of listening and sort of putting them, (laughs) 
in, in some kind of order that makes sense. It's such a mysterious job, um, the job of songwriting. So I've made a lot of peace with mystery over the years. Um, but I heard Pastor Tony Evans say years ago, um, this, this line, and it sort of changed my life. He said, we have many resources, but only one source, capital S, and that really marked me. 100% helped me navigate all of the mystery that goes along with being an independent artist um, and really learning to see God as your source and not people. Um, and also another truth that, that really has marked me and helped me during this time is, you know, my dad, the pastor set me down at the beginning of this um, journey as an artist and said, you and God are a team. You and God are a team. You know, just kind of let that sit on your heart. Um, that wisdom changed my life because I just, I have learned to not view people, institutions, um, as my source. I know that God is my source and I know that I'm a sojourner in this world. I'm just passing through and that while I'm here, God will provide what I need. Um, that's been a truth that has freed up my heart on so many levels in so many seasons, um, because it helps me to not look to man for what only God can provide. <laughs> I love it. That is Tanya Godsey already jumping the gun on sharing some spiritual reflections and some things that some words of encouragement. Um, but she is going to come back as well as all of these artists coming back in the second half to just share some additional thoughts and spiritual reflections. Uh, but we have one more artist to check in with to find out how this pandemic is affecting them. And that is our good friends, Chris and Jenna, AKA wild harbors. Well, we are hunkered down here in Nashville. We, we've lived in Maryland for, I mean, Chris for your whole life and me for a long time since college. And we just moved to Nashville in February. So we got here just in time for a tornado and for everyone to be told to stay in their houses. So <laughs> not the beginning to living here that we expected, but we're still happy to be here. I'm happy to be in our house. Yeah, we, so with moving, we didn't have a huge spring tour planned out, which has turned out to kind of be a blessing because obviously it would not be happening. Even if we had, we did have like bare minimum of things in place. We had some worship leading gigs. We had some shows here and there like, all right, like with these, you know, one-offs and isolated things, we can kind of get by and get through the season of moving and be able to continue on. So all those are gone. Um, so that's interesting to be, to be faced with. Okay. Well now we have just about no income coming in. So how do we, how do we brainstorm here and figure that out? And honestly, for us with moving, I think it's been so easy for me to focus on, all right, well, we'll just do stuff on the house, which isn't wrong, but it's kind of a convenient distraction from like, all right, how do we need to pivot here in a season where not only are these shows not happening, but no one's really interested in talking about booking shows for the near future because nobody knows what's going to happen. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think in some ways it's more of a vocational, it's less of a toll and more of a redirect 
in that there's still a lot of things we can do related to our vocation that aren't mm. as traditional. Um, so we're not doing a lot of the sexy things like booking shows or, you know, recording or anything like that. But we're doing a lot of work on the back end that's sort of, I guess, just maintenance stuff. And it's like when you're in the hustle and bustle of it, you don't always have the mental space or energy or time to like think about certain things. Mm -hmm. So it's been nice to like finally have time to like take my pedals apart and like figure out why they're glitching and yeah. like rebuild the keyboard rig and like optimize everything. So we're not like running the computer at like 8,000% <laughs> like stuff like that. Um, so it's, it's been a nice force breather to look at some of the stuff that needed addressed that I don't know when I would have found time to do it otherwise, but mm -hmm. you've been really intentional with that. You've been doing a great job. Thank you, thank you, thank you to Wild Harbors for being on the show, sharing your thoughts. Thank you to all the artists who are, who are a part of today's show. We're not done yet. In fact, we've asked all those artists to come back in the second half and not just share how the pandemic is affecting them personally or vocationally, but to share some spiritual reflections because all these guys are deep thinkers and... And, and I know that uh, some of the thoughts that they have are going to be a huge encouragement to you and will say things that will be very sticky to your heart, your soul, your mind. You are going to want to stick around for uh, some of these great thoughts by the artists on today's show. Uh, so that's coming up in the second half. Um, one thing that uh, you may have heard a little commercial about is uh, it's something that's happening around the world on Tuesday, May 5th. It's the first time that there's a new Giving Tuesday, That not just the one that happens around Black Friday, but this is called Giving Tuesday Now, and it's a day specifically set aside uh, during this pandemic to help have be a, a day of global um, giving towards nonprofit ministries um, to to just help the greater good and um, UTR Media is excited to be a part of this and would love to have your participation so that we can keep doing what we're doing and hopefully be um, a help and an inspiration to those who are a part of our ministry. So. Um, of course, a lot of giving is going to be happening on that day, um, which is Tuesday, May 5th. Um, but just like in an election, you know, early voting is super convenient and helpful to a lot of people uh, just to kind of get it over and done with. And then you don't have to think about it on that day. We're doing early pledging for our campaign. So you can give right now to be a part and all, all of it will go towards the goal. And there's some special benefits as well. I'm just going to rattle them off real quick because we don't, at the time that we're releasing this, we don't have our website totally in order. We should have everything kind of up and running um, on um, Monday, April 27th. But here for the next few days, it'll be good to know. The main thing we're asking for is for you to consider, can you give to UTR Media at the rate of $5 a month? Or ten dollars a month. Maybe maybe some of you can do more than that. And that's that would be amazing and great. But but our ask is for you to consider five dollars a month or ten dollars a month. And that's not hopefully giving up too much in your life. It, you know, sort of replaces maybe one one drive-through fast food meal or something like that. Um, but what what we're going to do is if you can give five dollars a month to our Giving Tuesday Now campaign. There's going to be a matching donor gift of $50 
that will get added for your gift. Um, and if you can give $10 a month or more, a $100 matching gift will be added on and you will get a limited edition COVID-19 inspired UTR t-shirt, limited edition, if you can give it that $10 a month or more. So uh, on top of all of that, during this campaign, 25% of all new donations are going to be set aside into an artist relief fund so that we can give directly to artists who have uh, their work has been affected due to the COVID-19 shutdowns. So it's a great way to get involved, to, to not only help our organization, but to help artists out directly. Um, you can go to our website for more information. And even if we don't have the campaign totally set up, you can give right now. And if you do, we'll keep track of it and we'll include it as part of the campaign. Um, that website is utrmedia.org. And you'll find a link for it in the show notes for this episode. All right, when we come back, we'll be hearing from all these different amazing artists like Phil Madera and Cindy Morgan, Royce Lovett, and more, all sharing spiritual reflections about this pandemic. We'll be back on this special edition of Green Room Door after this. This UTR Media Podcast is brought to you by the new record by Texas-based singer-songwriter, Graham Jones. He can carry heart. He can carry the Stories Still Alive by Graham Jones is a celebration of God's plan unfolding in us and around us. But don't you know the story's still alive? The Stories Still Alive by Graham Jones is available now on Spotify and all major music platforms. This UTR Media Podcast is brought to you by the new single by Nashville-based singer-songwriter David Bakers. Yeah, I'm free, free from, from this jail. The single, Freed from Jail, by David Bader's, shares how God's mercy helps us live in spiritual freedom. I'm just a visitor, a modern day minister, and I'm, I'm not about to fail. Cause I'm free, yeah, from this Freed from Jail, by David Bader's is available now on Spotify and all music platforms. Welcome back to this special edition of Green Room Door. I'm Dave Trout, and on today's show, as well as next month's show, we're going to be talking to a variety of artists and uh, getting their perspectives about this national, not national, global pandemic that we're all going through. Um, and to find out ways that it is affecting them and some of their thoughts about it. Um, I think it's good for us to check in with artists, especially because the artist community has been so deeply affected in a variety of ways because of the different shutdowns of uh, COVID-19. Um, but right now, we want to check back with the artists who we just heard from in the first half and find out some of their spiritual reflections. What are some of the thoughts 
and words of encouragement that they have. And I think many of these are going to be meaningful to to myself and to you, the listener. Um, and let's just do this in the same order. So we're going to start with New York-based songwriter Melanie Penn. Some of us are having an experience of like exploring the inner life. You know, some of us are experiencing a pause in life. And some of us are busier than ever. So in a way, I don't think there's a universal word of encouragement to everybody, except that we know that God is operating, you know, God is working. For the first time ever, church is available to everyone. I mean, the barrier, the barrier of entry to going to church doesn't exist. It's like turn on your computer or get on your smartphone. So in a way, the gospel is more accessible to people than it ever has been since like the printing press or translating the Bible into like every language. Um, So that is definitely encouraging. But someone said something about all of this a couple weeks ago that really stuck with me. And what they said was in a crisis, broken things break faster or like in, in a crisis, things that are going to break anyway, break faster. And if that's if that is the case, you know, if if things were going to break or, or were set up to break and not withstand stress, this is a moment where they will. And in a way that kind of sets us up even better to to rebuild and know exactly where our fault lines are, both as a society and as a medical system, as a social system, it's like we're gonna know we're gonna know right away where those gaps are. You know, our our officials our, our leadership, we see these cracks now and, and we see them in ourselves too. It's kind of like a macro and a micro level. That sounds kind of dire to put it that way, but it really is a, a once in a lifetime opportunity, maybe once in a hundred years kind of opportunity for the whole world to look at, okay, where are the cracks? The things that we're going to break are breaking. They're breaking right now. They're all breaking at once. And so how do we rebuild together? And there will be a ton of opportunity out of this in every way. So I think all we can do right now is be watchful, prayerful, and see where God is going to ask us to fit in. Ah, Yes, so good. Uh, That was Melanie Penn. And now we hand it over for the thoughts of Phil Madeira. Well, I'm playing a lot of music, which I do anyway, and I'm playing a lot of piano and guitar. I'm listening to a lot of Thelonious Monk, which I love anyway. I would do these things anyhow. Um, I would say in my hike, when I'm doing my hike by myself, this five-mile loop I do, that's that's a lot of meditative time. And um, uh, so I'm processing this, I think, the way I just process life. And some of you know that I, I actually suffered a, a fairly catastrophic loss um, when my sweetheart of a decade passed away a few years ago. And um, I think having been through something like that makes this sort of thing less acute, maybe. Uh, I just have an awareness of (laughs) the fact that none of us 
is really here for all that long, you know. But uh, but I am I have great comfort in my faith and uh, great encouragement uh, just from the friendships I have. So I'll hear from Jimmy Abeg or he'll hear from me. Wayne Kirkpatrick called me a couple of days ago. We talked for probably about an hour on the phone. And um, yeah, so my encouragement is don't be foolish. Don't do stupid things in the name of religion because that's really religious. That's not faith, uh, if you see what I'm saying. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. Follow just all the simple little rules. If I can follow these rules, anybody can because I really am not a creature of, of uh, convention per se. But these days I am. Okay, while you're at it, uh, download a copy of uh, my new record, Open Heart. I'm really excited about it. All right, love you all. Appreciate those of you who have listened and continue to listen. Hope to see you one day soon. Bye. I love the way he thinks. Yes, that is Mr. Phil Madeira. Um, And yeah, I I wasn't sure if I should leave in that little bit where he... uh, he kind of did the quick cheap plug for his latest album. And then I thought, man, why not? You know, this is a time when we should be downloading artists albums and not only to discover new music, but it's just a way to support artists too. So that's, <laughs> that's why I left it in. All right, let's, let's pass it on over to Royce Lovett. I kind of think about it often. I refer back to like, you know, Pearl Harbor, like no one thought the world was going to instantly change um, one afternoon. And then it did. And then nothing mattered, you know, and think about it now, like no one thought the world was going to instantly change. And then it did. And sports are gone. A lot of entertainment is gone. Um, Day to day lives, the way we used to live them and the structure that we had done. And I think that that's a challenge for us to make sure that we are admiring and growing um, in gratitude, admiring our family, getting closer to them, you know, um, learning how to communicate, learning how to um, learn and grow together and give each other grace. You know, we always ask for grace, but we don't a lot of times uh, uh, reveal that grace um, to other folks. So, you know, personally and spiritually, you know, there's been a lot of things going on, a lot of reflections of gratitude, you know, reading Habakkuk, um, one of my favorite, not the favorite book of the Bible for me, um, just how communicating with God and how God was like, hey, it's going to get worse. And Habakkuk just had to come to the knowledge of, you know what, you know, God is God, regardless of whatever he's doing. And I'm going to rejoice that I serve the God that's doing whatever he's doing, even if I don't understand it, agree with it, like, you know, uh, can put the plan together myself. So, yeah, life is good because God is good. I hope you guys are doing well. Man, so great to have Royce Lovett on the show. Thank you, man, for being a part. And let us go to our next artist and hear the spiritual reflections from Krista Wells. It's completely natural to be experiencing all kinds of challenging, difficult emotions during this thing. Um, 
humans don't like uncertainty. And right now everything's uncertain. How long is this going to last? What if somebody I love gets sick? How am I going to pay the rent if this keeps going? And then the loneliness factor is very, very painfully real for many people. Um, when I interact with stress, I go to my toolbox <laughs> figuratively and I use whatever tools work to cultivate peace and calm. I don't trust my decision-making when I'm panicked. I'm not present with anybody when I get stuck in my head with anxiety. So it's really important that I show up for myself and do what I need to do. My morning routine is huge for me, uh, hugely grounding. It's sacred and um, it's pretty simple. I wake up earlier than everyone else, drink water, make coffee, sit in the same chair and spend an hour or two meditating, reading and writing, depending on what I sense I need. I work in my bedroom right now and I get outside for a long walk because it's super important for me to be outside under the open sky and listen to something I'm interested in. Nature is very soothing to me and helps me to process anxiety and just whatever's going on inside. I work hard to challenge my thoughts, to pay attention to every thought and feeling that comes up, to notice it, name it, and prove it false if it's false. You know, a lot of fears and anxieties are rooted in not the facts. <laughs> and um, and uh, maybe the most important thing is I've been practicing acceptance of what is. Even if it's something that I am working to change, I try to accept what it is in this moment. Like I try not to say things like, it's not supposed to be this way because it is this way. So that doesn't seem to me to make sense to spend my energy saying it's not supposed to be this way. Instead, I ask, what do I need right now? What do my people need right now? What can I make out of this? Uh, I think we all needed that word. So good from Krista Wells. I'm going to remember that. I I use whatever tools I need to cultivate peace and calm. That's a good thing. All right, let's check in once again with Cindy Morgan. For me, one of the big things has been uh, most people, I think, that are surviving today in the entertainment industry um, and probably in a lot of fields, you have to be very self-motivated and you have to kind of be a go-getter and you cannot survive if you live passively. And so I think a lot of times the result, the end result of that is that you tend to work a lot, um, work at a lot of different things. And so then I think life can feel very kind of harried. It can just feel like you're just going all the time and you're kind of going in so many different directions. And that's certainly true for me. And um, I think that I'm, I've been really focusing this year on just trying to focus on a few things rather than doing too many things. And I think the the thing that's been powerful about this time is slowing down. Just, uh, I was standing in the kitchen last night making food for my kids for dinner, and 
chopping vegetables, which is something I really love to do. And I just thought, I'm so happy to just be here with my kids, to just be here chopping these vegetables and making dinner. And, you know, we had the windows open. It was a beautiful spring day. And I think we had Andy Griffith on. And I was like, man, this is a good time. And I think from a spiritual perspective, I think just slowing down and listening, having my quiet time in the morning like I was actually just doing before I started uh, talking to you and um, just being open to whatever God is doing, what new thing he is going to do through this. I heard someone say that the the biggest travesty would be that if we all um, live through this and then we just go back to business as usual and not learn anything. And so for me, I keep saying, oh, Lord, I don't want this opportunity to be wasted. How are you going to change us? Um, what new thing are you going to do? Um what you know what are you were you gonna what are you gonna show all of us in our own lives and um it made me think of my uh devotional reading that I was doing actually before um we started talking and so I've been reading this morning from the listening day by Paul J Pastor, and I wanted to read you just a little bit of what he said um So this is called Deeper Wells, and the scripture references, See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Isaiah 43, 19. The desert is a skeleton, bone dry, thirsty. Look at it. Can you dream such a wilderness could one day look like Eden? Can this place live? Of course, and so it was with your soul. But I merely spoke, and life began to flow. A trickle at first, for such is my way, but the flood is coming. I still thirst, Lord. Today, drink deeply of the water. Filling the barren cracks of your life. And no matter how hopeless things look, carry this truth in the secret place of your soul. And my provision, you can be fully satisfied and yet always thirsty for more of me. Always longing for deeper streams. You can live in the oasis ringed by thirst and famine. See these waters rush, smell their freshness, hear their bubbling cascade. This place was once a floor of a great river, and it will be again. For I am carving a path for water, in you, through you, streams in the wild emptiness, which will nourish a garden planted before the enemy. My springs flow up to you from wells dug deeper than the world. I wish that for you, for God to reveal what new thing he is doing in your life. Ah, That's beautiful. Thank you to Cindy Morgan for those great reflections and for being a part of the show. Um, Now let's pass it over to Graham Jones.
one encouragement for me is, um, I guess it may sound strange to say it this way, but I feel like people feel more real right now. Um, because I think, um, having to connect with someone virtually over zoom or FaceTime or, or calling somebody up and that kind of thing, it makes me long for being with that person. And so you start to listen more and lean into somebody's heart and where they're at. Um, and I feel that even happening, um, at home, you know, with my wife and I, with, um, you know, we, we talk together and share a meal together. And when we, uh, worship together in our home on a Sunday morning, um, I think all of that, I I find myself doing it more intentionally because I am forced to, these limitations are forcing me to, to think more critically about, uh, the value of people right now. And so it makes me long for the day even more when we can, um, put this behind us and gather together, um, and, and be together again. I could not agree more. That's good stuff there. Graham Jones, thank you for being a part of the show. Um, Next, you know, we already heard from Tanya Godsey, and she just already laid the smack down in terms of good spiritual reflections. But she was not done. She had more to share, and I think you'll be encouraged. Here's Tanya. Gosh, I think this has been one of the most heightened um, seasons of spiritual reflection that maybe I've ever had in my life. Um, I read a book last year by John Mark Comer called the ruthless elimination of hurry. And I bought it really for almost everyone that I know. Um, it's that good. It's all about making space for contemplative prayer and uninterrupted time with God in a world of digital distraction and just information overload. So that book was a well-timed precursor for the forced Sabbath or maybe forced disruption, depending on how this moment is affecting you. But it was a well-timed precursor for what our world is, is going through right now. Um, for many of us, uh, most of our distractions, even good ones have been stripped away. And so coincidentally, this has been a time of clarity, um, for me. And I attribute that to the increase in Sabbath, you know, the slowing down, of my heart, my schedule and my mind, just to be more present to the voice of God, his word, my own thoughts, um, not to mention the relationships that matter the most to me. Um, I heard someone say that we get to decide whether this time of disruption leads us to escaping our pain through coping or leads us to an encounter with God and ourselves. And, you know, I have, always believed that pain is an invitation to grow. And so I'm just in the process, even in this moment of trying to constantly give myself to that work of mining the meaning from life and from pain and lending myself to the process of cooperating with God to learn and to see it transformed for good. Um, He's always redeemed it in the past. And, and in fact, there are some things that suffering produces in us that can't happen any other way. Romans five tells us that, that, that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance produces character and character produces hope. So I believe this season will produce fruit. Um, I think it would be an absolute tragedy for me personally to, go through a moment like this where we're watching the world endure a magnitude of suffering that we've never seen in our lifetime and 
sit in our own corner of it even and emerge unchanged on the other side. I think that would be a tragedy. I think pain has a purpose and I think it is often an invitation from God to help us grow and to fit the size of all that we really say that we believe. Um, I think God has more for us than just our own idea of surviving it. And I think it's pretty possible for the people who do have a hunger for righteousness and a hunger for more of God um, to see fruit in their lives over time and over God's faithfulness once we are on the other side of this and even in it. I oh, love it. It's more good thoughts from Tanya Godsey. Um, and uh, hopefully this is encouraging to you. Uh, we have one more artist to check in with, and that is Wild Harbors. For me, I think that it's really interesting to have so many people enter into a forced season of rest. For some people, this is absolutely the opposite of rest. Like our friends who are medical professionals and things like they are absolutely working their tails off and working harder than they probably ever have. Um, and for others of us, we're, we're just used to such a faster pace. And I think it's really fascinating to see people forced into a place of slowing down and, you know, I see, I see all different reactions to that. You know, like I see people who can kind of find God in that. Um, and I see people who are stressed that their stressors are being taken away. <laughs> like it's how we, how we react to things is so like, that's the thing that's within our control. And I think, you know, I, I think the lesson to be able to kind of take what we have instead of fretting and, you know, shaking her fists at the sky and saying, but I had all these plans. Like, okay, well, you know, God, you have something else in store. Um, yeah, it's just, it's interesting to see society in general slow down when we're usually so fast paced. Mm -hmm. So, and I think for me spiritually, like, I mean, such, such a big part of spirituality involves community and on one hand, we are physically removed from community now because none of us are supposed to be together. Um, but on the other hand, it's been interesting. Like we've spent, I've spent the last two years working from home, um, working on Wild Harbors full time. And that has been a really lonely adjustment for me. Um, I love when we're on the road. I love when we're out playing shows. Um, but when it's, seasons of doing more of the behind the scenes stuff and I'm on a computer most of the day and alone. Like I, yeah, I would get very lonely. I love to be around people and it's been kind of, I don't know. It's, it's oddly comforting. Not, not in any way do I wish, I, not in any way am I glad this was happening. Like by no means do I wish this was happening in the fact that it is happening it's been somewhat comforting to see other people getting adjusted to working from home or living their life at home a lot of the time and being able to just talk from a point of like, yeah, me too. And being able to connect on that. Um, yeah, I don't know. It has, and I mean, for me, that's spiritual because I just feel like 
it's another, you know, everything is far from being about me, but it's a, a little just like comfort from God, I think, of like, okay, look, you're not alone. Here's another way that you're not alone. Nobody knows what's going on. And I think that's makes it so much easier for me to trust God than when I feel like everybody else knows what's going on and I'm the only one who doesn't. Like the fact that none of us do, I'm like, okay, Lord, do your work. So, yeah. Like, I think it's astounding how the barrier between creative people and non-creative people is kind of getting, like, eroded in the face of all this. Like, I think God has created everyone with a spirit of creativity, but I think so often there's a narrative that's kind of like, well, you're creative and I'm not creative. Like, Mm. we put them into these, like, camps. Um, And now it's just, like, just very interesting to watch everybody stuck inside with nowhere to go and nothing to do. And suddenly everyone's very creative. Like, mm. uh, like everyone's, like, writing, like, silly, like, songs and filming videos and, like, making these, like, paintings and, like, cooking these things. Like, families that we've been friends with forever are, like, posting all these this fun, like, stuff. And it's like, look at all this stuff coming up. Like, you guys are so creative. And not like you've never been, but, like, I don't know if they would have uh, identified that way or, like, owned it in the same way. So it's been so interesting just to watch the way that people are realizing, like, oh, yeah, I am creative. I just maybe haven't found the right outlet or I haven't found the right impetus for for harnessing it. And just watching so many people wake up to that a little bit as they get bored of Netflix and bored of whatever, um, you know. So, I don't know, it's it's cool to see people discover those different parts of themselves Mm -hmm. in the midst of all of this. <laughs> Love it. Those are some fantastic thoughts. Thank you to our friends Wild Harbors for being on the show. And thank you to all the guests. The other special guests being Melanie Penn, Phil Madeira, Royce Lovett, Krista Wells, Cindy Morgan, um, Graham Jones, and Tanya Godsey. Thank you guys for being a part. Um, it, it was really encouraging to me to check in with you all and to hear from you, um, to, to uh, just to get your reflections as well. Hopefully, um, it encouraged you. And if you need a little bit extra encouragement, we have something brand new that might be right up your alley. It's called Song RX, a daily dose of inspiration. Um, you are probably very familiar, maybe even to have subscribed to some some Bible devotionals that come out on a daily basis. Well, we're doing something somewhat similar, yet somewhat different than that. Uh, each weekday morning, um, either myself or an indie artist friend of mine is going to be hand-selecting a song of the day and writing up some spiritual reflections, very short and concise. We give you some uh, scripture to reflect on as well. Um, it is very bite-sized and uh, and song-based. So it's a lot of fun. It's been fun to do. It's only a couple weeks old. And if you are not yet signed up to our email list, you can go to our website to, to add your email in. And that is utrmedia.org. Song RX comes out every weekday morning in your email inbox. We'd love to include you as well. You don't have to read it every day, but... If you're on the list, it'll be there when you need it. Well, coming up on the next episode of Green Room Door, which will be in the first half of May, uh, we are going to continue this very theme uh, because, obviously, the 
this pandemic is still going to be in full force um, in the month of May. So uh, we're going to be talking to another handful of artists to get um, their thoughts on how their lives have been affected, as well as some words of spiritual encouragement. So that's coming up um, on the next Green Room Door. Well, if you're looking for a practical way to get involved and be a help, not only to our ministry, but also to the indie artist community, we encourage you to be a part of our Giving Tuesday Now campaign. Uh, if you haven't heard, Giving Tuesday Now is coming Tuesday, May 5th, and um, we're doing pre-pledges right now uh, where you can get involved uh, become a sponsor of UTR and 25% of all new donations are going to go uh, to an artist relief fund to help artists who have been affected by the COVID-19 shutdowns. Plus we have some matching gifts and an exclusive limited edition new t-shirt that you're not going to want to miss. It's only going to be a part of this campaign. So you can get involved at utrmedia.org. I'm Dave Trout. Thanks again to all the artists who have been a part of this, and thank you for listening. Green Room Door is a production of UTR Media, an independent, listener-supported, nonprofit ministry in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and online at utrmedia.org.